following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radio Land from the Home Office in Memphis, Tennessee, episode 375, coming to you however it comes to you, whenever it is that it is. Uh, I was in there looking at my uh, <coughs> my vaccination card uh, from the CDC. I've had one shot. I'm going to be getting a second one this week. I, I'm, I'm having a plan for this, and the reason being is that there has been some talk that some people, this, like, I had the Pfizer, by the way. Uh, <clears throat> that the second shot might kind of kick your butt a little bit. It happens. Perhaps it will, but I'm planning for that. It probably it probably won't happen. I didn't have any reaction to the first, aside from a sore arm where they stuck a piece of steel in there. <laughs> but I think I, I think I felt a little little sleepy. But that's just uh, you know, that's just me. Uh, I'm always sleepy. I could use a nap right about now, actually. Uh, but nevertheless, I'm going to plan on doing it uh, later in the week. And uh, the the plan is, in, just in case, just in case this thing kind of sets me down for uh, a day or so, I'm you know planning around that. And uh, you know, whatever. You know, I've talked to several people about it, as as most of you have uh, about the vaccine and their experiences with it. And you know, there's uh, a lot of people I've spoken to, a lot of men I've spoken to, didn't have any issues with it, so that's good. Uh, I've talked to a few uh, a few women who did have issues with the second one. Nothing severe, just an overall feeling of feeling like shit, you know, as as may happen. Headache, fever, maybe a little a little queasy, uh, you know. You just kind of ride it out. It's about a day, day and a half, and uh, you're uh, pretty much good to go. And uh, the more you think about that kind of stuff, and of course, I know people that are trying to avoid all of that in general, which you know I get, but you have to balance that with the idea that. Uh, contracting COVID-19 is a pretty bad thing. You don't know. I mean, because I sit there and they go, well, they're going to play the numbers, you know, that uh, there's a high percentage of people that, that tend to survive it, uh, which is true. Uh, there's also those that just, you know, uh, have long haul issues. I know, I know, I know, I know of one uh, uh, gentleman who did, who still has long haul from it. Not a fun thing, and if you've got a, sh- a shot at uh, literally a shot at, at uh, avoiding that, then by all means you should take it. And I, I know people are funny about this sort of stuff. There's this debate about whether or not they should get it. I understand. I understand completely. Um, the, the whole thing. Oh, you don't know what they're sticking into you. Uh, you can read up on it. There's all sorts of information there are uh, unfortunately there's bad information as well but you have to choose your sources per, me personally i went through the cdc site and i read about uh what's in the mrna vaccine i understand how it works i know how it works it's a fascinating uh platform that uh, these epidemiologists have created because it's now opening the door to some fantastic medical breakthroughs that uh is is is, is really cool and this is not something they just you know cranked out over a period of months They've had the mRNA platform uh, on the shelf for quite some time, actually, and uh, they was they were they were developing it, and then they fast tracked it when a pandemic came, and you know they were sitting there going, well, how how are we going to come up with a vaccine? And they said, well, hey, let's take a look at this mRNA thing and see how it works, and of course they developed it and tested it, and uh, it's it's highly tolerated. It seems to work. Uh, you may have to get a booster in a year. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows, uh, quite frankly. But I'm willing to roll the dice on this because I don't want COVID. I really don't. 
I don't think you do too either. So, um, yeah, you can, uh, you can, um, you can, you can avoid it by getting the shot. Um, you know, I recommend it. I, I do. I highly recommend that you get it. If you're on the fence about it, like I said, you know, do your due diligence, um, you know, consult with your physician, of course, if you have one, uh, you can always, um, you know, go and talk to them. You don't ha- you, you can back out of it. They'll probably try and talk you into it for sure, because you're doing your part to make this thing go away. You know, uh, look at what's going on in India right now. Some 300,000 cases a day, and they're running out of uh, supplemental oxygen to to deal with those that are in, in hospitals. It's crazy. It's frightening. And we have a we have at our disposal the opportunity to get through this. And, uh, yeah, you can... Um, you can you can you can do your part and fight it off. It's it's I recommend it, and I'm not going to sit here and beat you over the head with it. But you know, uh, if you want to wear a mask the rest of uh, the rest of time, that's that's strictly up to you. Um, personally, I'm looking forward to getting back out and doing things. I want to be able to get onto an airplane and travel some if I can, if I get the time to do it and the money. <laughs> but uh, you know, I want to be able to go to shows and I want to go uh, go out in public again. You know. Not, not you know, a whole lot. I've always been a bit of an introvert anyway. I like being in my little hidey hole here, and I, I certainly enjoy that. <clears throat> so, um, yes, you can you can get back to some sense of normalcy by going to get the shot. This is not anything new. We've been dealing with, uh, you know, uh, diseases that pop up and the ability to be vaccinated against them, and that's, that's a good thing. If you want to know more about it, seriously, uh, hop online. Go to cdc.gov. And uh, you'll find all sorts of COVID-related material up there. And, uh, you know, go do that. Then, you know, get your shot. If you don't have any reactions to that kind of stuff anyway, you're going to be fine. And uh, I can tell you, you know, from my experience, from from the way I I tolerated it very well, uh, we'll we'll see the second one. I'm preparing to feel a little poorly after the fact. But I think a few hours of that is far better than having the the actual COVID. And, uh, you know, that's what you have to keep in mind. So, uh, you know, well, it's just like the flu. No, it's, it's not, it's not like the flu at all. It's, this is the, this is the kind of thing that will do you in. It it has the potential to do you in. Let's put it that way. And, uh, you'll have to go that route. If you hear this noise outside, you know, the barking dogs and horns honking and stuff like that's because I've got the back door to the, uh, the studio open because it's such a beautiful day and it's a great day for a, for a show. I tell you, we got a good one, too, for you here. Coming up in just a bit, uh, right up out of the break, we're going to have a conversation with Kenny Wilkerson. Uh, you might go, well, wait a minute, I know that name. Who is Kenny? Kenny is from Nova Rex. He's the, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's the bassist for, for Nova Rex. They, dude, they're top 50 uh, uh, bands from the, uh, from the 80s, dude. Seriously, we're going uh, to talk to Kenny about life on the road, how, how the pandemic has affected them. Because Nova Rex is still a thing. They're still traveling. They're still, well, at the moment, they're not because of, you know, COVID. But uh, what they're trying to do, they're getting back out into the road some. They're hoping for a good summer ahead of them. You know, some great, uh, great times ahead for, uh, you know, for some good rock and roll. So we're going to talk Nova Rex. We're going to talk about another thing that Kenny is working on, which is a really cool thing. It's a book you can get, a cookbook of recipes that was that, that came from various rockers of the day. Yeah, buddy, man, we're going to have some fun with all of that. That's coming up in just a little while. And some more fun right here on this episode from Radio Land. We'll be right back in about 60 seconds. Don't go away. 
Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-668-0042-800-668-0042-800-668-0042. That's 800-668-0042. My guest this time joins us through the miracle of the internet. The bassist for Nova Rex, Kenny Wilkerson, has joined us. Hello, Kenny. How you doing, bud? Hey, Rick. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Man, it's my it's my pleasure, actually. Um, you know, I, I was uh, sitting here when I was thinking about, you know, what we were going to get into for this whole thing. And, of course, the first thing that pops into my head these days is, I'm sure, with everybody else. I mean, uh, how the hell did you, how did you get through, uh, th- th- the last year with, with the lockdowns and stuff? Are you working musician? You're, you know, you're kind of stuck, you know, what the hell, how'd it go? It was a dumpster fire. That's for sure. Uh, no, I, uh, you know, the, the only good thing is I listen, first of all, I can't believe a year later and I still have a band. You know how many people yeah. I worried about having sit on that long a period. I figured a lot of brands would break up, which yet to see right but um i'm in florida so it's a little bit wild wild west down here uh we were pretty much the guys that were freed up the fastest the quickest and uh i got shut down during bike week what was that 2020 right uh, last week in a bike week and then um we did a couple of weird shows where we were doing kind of like a vegas thing man it was all about food and um distancing so we were doing like two shows a day like a vegas act just to try to fill a club and you know, we did a we did a show where you had to buy food and you got the band, and it was just uh, just thinking outside the box, man. But uh, luckily for us, uh, Biketoberfest in Daytona came around, and that kind of kicked us back up. And then we just did Bike Week as well uh, in March, and it was full on packed. Wow, that's that, what what a difference a year makes, huh? Yeah, full on packed, not a mask in sight, and believe it or not, for what it's worth, the, the damn COVID rates went down. Wow. There's something yeah, to be pretty- said for that, I guess. I, I've I've gone through the vaccine process. I've I got the first one. I haven't gotten the second one yet, but uh, right, right. you know, I've ta- I've talked to some people about it, and and you know, there's a whole wild variety of thoughts and feelings about that whole thing. And you know, some people are, you know, they're they're a little worked up about the vaccine in general. And then there's some that are like, yep. hey, you know, we're gonna make it. It'll be fine. <clears throat> yeah, it was pretty tough on uh, businesses, especially rock and roll. I mean, for me, you know, I try to tell my guys all the time. You know, the radio business, as you know. Is- Freaking pretty much one company owns it all. Yeah. And if you ain't in that clique, you ain't getting nothing. And then uh, what record labels are left? I can count them on one hand. And if you ain't Taylor Swift or Bruno Mars, you ain't going to make that happen. So the only thing really left out there is to perform. And uh, they took that away from us for a solid year. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, you know, uh, Radio Memphis, where this will air at, at some point here, is, you know, we, we focus on independent musicians, you know, in all genres, sure. you know, from, from our area here. And when I started it, I thought, you know, and this has been damn near 10 years. I thought, you know, I don't know how this is going to work. I mean, we're, you know, it's, it's original material and whatnot, but man, it was, it was, um, the response from, from the musicians themselves was, was beyond stellar because it felt 
to them that somebody kind of gave a shit, you know, and it's yeah, like, exactly. because, you know, you have the iHeart, they have the, the clear channel, the intercoms, all those cats, you know, yeah. running it all. And, you know, here's our 40 song playlist for the next 12 hours. And, you know, we're, we're running like 800, you know, no, no, I'm with you, brother. That's why I, that's why I said, I think maybe right off the bat, I'm like, I appreciate you. You know what I mean? Well, uh, keeping rock and roll alive and giving uh, people a platform, you know? Well, we're here to help, and and that's just it. With with you know, you you come from a time you know in the heyday of uh, you know God. Uh, Nova Rex was was listed as what one of the top fifty hair bands of the eighties from from uh, from VH1. Yeah, yeah right. And you know, crazy. You guys were yeah. selling a, probably just a just a shit ton of records and playing a ton of shows all over the place, and then everything just began to. I don't know, a road away out from India. I don't know if it was the labels being dicky or if it was, you know, record sales. Well, you know what? My, my thing was, I think is uh, the internet, you know, yeah. they say, you know, I didn't have the internet back in the day. So we got it. We used to have to go hump it. You know, we would go in and play, we'd write new material. You know, we were playing every day Yeah. back in the heyday, but you, you know, you're writing material at, at sound checks and up when you're off that night. And then um, you'd, you'd perform them in front of people and test them out. You know, and, and see what they liked, what they didn't like. And then you tweak them in and you go, you know, you cut them. You know, you heard about bands like, say, I think like Twisted Sister was one of those that had a band together for 10 years before they got a record deal. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. So, and now it's this Internet. And the thing about the Internet, it's awesome that people can be heard. But the problem is everybody can be heard. So nobody gets heard. Yeah, it's that leveling of the playing field. And I've talked a lot about that here on this show that, you know, there's there's, you know, there's two sides of this of this blade. You know, yeah, yeah uh, you know, it's it, it it allows, you know, lesser artists to get a shot. But at the same time, it allows the suck to really come through, too, if you're not if, if you're not careful. And it's I know we keep hearing, well, the cream will rise to the top, but. I think it's going to be a little bit longer of a process as we as, as we go on, you know. Well, and you got older dudes like us that that doesn't uh, really fit in with, say, like the Instagram and all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're just a little outdated on that. But uh, yeah, the, the problem is back to that too. I mean, with music nowadays, I mean, for me, you know, there was the fifties, obviously the sixties, yeah. the seventies, and the eighties, yeah. and that pretty much fit. Now there was a little bit of a ninety run, obviously with the grunge, a smaller run, by the way. It didn't yeah. last as long. And then tell me what was after that. Good point. Yeah, good point. What's one of the little thought questions we like to throw around at each other in the studio is uh, who had the last platinum album? Exactly. Well, I tell you, well, I'll give you a perfect example because I always research what guys are doing, right? Right, right, right. A couple of years ago when Bon Jovi came out and put an album out, you can't sell albums anymore. And I'll tell you what's funny about that. You know, I did a report not too long ago where I seen that vinyl outsold CDs. Yes. Yes. It's not because vinyl's doing better. It's because CDs are doing worse. (laughs) And and the problem is I like on my computer right now or in my, you know, new car, I don't even have a CD player. Yeah. So that, that whole thing is done. CDs are for coasters, man. And even when I sell CDs at shows still, basically it's just for an autograph and they still go home and download it on iTunes. Oh, sure. And, and so you got that issue. The other issue with the, the music these days, it's just, you got one track. It's, it's all about singles. There's no albums per se. Yeah. So that kills that. It's just, what can you do for me this week? And um, yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's definitely funky out there right now. Have you, have you thought about, you know, is, is there ever that fear as you, as you get into a time like this where you feel like you have to reinvent yourself at all? Um, you know, maybe the, the, the different ways of doing business, like you're saying, instead of albums, you do singles, but I mean, as you guys have been around for a while, I mean, you've seen yeah. it all. I mean, do you have to feel like, man, I got to change my thing here? 
well, my approach on it, yes. The band, no. The, the thing about us now, I, I make a little bit of a joke about it. That uh, I remember, you know, growing up as a kid in the let's say seventies, right? Yes. Late seventies, early eighties, or something. And I'm still watching Shaun on TV about fifties, right? Right. So, so I'm like, we're like, uh, I, I make a joke that we're like the Shaun on Ah hair metal. You know what I mean? <laughs> And plus, we're still bringing it old school because I only yeah. know one way. To, only one way to do it. You know what I mean? Sure. I only know one way. So it's funny. I did a show well last year or year before, right, 2019, and I remember doing this big outdoor concert, and I had these two twenty-some-year-old girls come up to me, and they're like, "Oh my God, we've never seen an '80s metal band before." Blah blah blah. You know, we're still doing that move where you rock back and forth like this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh my God, I seen this band. Um, there's this band that stole that from you guys, right? And I think that's freaking hilarious because I stole it to begin with, right? And I'm like, well, who was that? And they're like, Judas Priest. <laughs> I'm like, oh, get out of here. <laughs> so, but basically, you know, as far as us, we represent in the same time frame. Now, as far as like the new technology, how to promote it and this and that, like I said, it's not those days with record labels, you know. Sure. Um, and now you got like American Idol and these kind of things, which are still a bit overrated, too. You know, I've I seen a band that there's a thing, a show called Songland. And I was watching that. It was kind of interesting when these kids would come in and write a song and then the, the producers would twist it. But anyways, they picked this girl up for the song and I thought, well, that's interesting. Let me go check her out on Facebook to see what she's got. And she's got like 8,000 likes. And I'm like, you just won the show. Yeah. You got 8,000 likes. I mean, that to me just doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. Social media baffles me anyway. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just kind of, it's kind of weird and hit and miss and, God knows, you know, it's already a toxic environment. It's almost as if they're you're giving somebody a platform to just, you know, piss all everything that you're trying to do. But, you know. Yeah. And it's and, 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 and a lot of it, like I said, especially with technology now, you don't. I mean, even if you write a song, can you go perform it? I mean, do you have yeah. a band to back it up? I mean, can you truly sing it without an auto tune? I mean, yeah. I, I don't know anymore. But that. That's a whole other freaking five hours on its own right there. That oh, conversation. yeah, big time. You know, it's like when when Steely Dan, what, several years ago, started, you know, started showing them back out on the road. And it's like, wow, this is a band that never toured because they couldn't duplicate those albums. And oh, here right. they are. They've got they got a guy in the back that's, you know, he's got, you know, 12 computers and a whole effects setup that he can he can run on the fly. And it's, uh, right. yeah, and, and, you know, it works. But, you know, it's like, I love Steely Dan, by the way. And think about think of about a band like that now coming out with like a seven minute song. Yeah, they exactly. Got songs, they got songs right now that are down to damn two minutes long. Jeez. They're getting shorter and shorter because attention span. Funny little story. Back in January, we actually I did that as a joke. What happened was I was I had my own radio show and I was doing these bands, yeah. some indie bands on Wednesday, and they were sending me this music that had forty five second intros. Yes, I'm like, God, you can't do that anymore, guys. So what I did is we actually went stupid on it and did a thirty second song, <laughs> uh, and it, verse, chorus, the whole thing. Great video. It's out there. It's called uh, Raise Your Glass. But the funny thing about that 30-second song, and I call it a mini single. I just made it up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, the average view time on it is 27 seconds. They <laughs> can't even get through all of it. That's exactly right. So what I'm saying is if we would have put out a four-minute song, it's still probably been 27 seconds. Yeah, and uh, that's that's got to be frustrating, though. But are you finding, though, that, you're, that your audience is uh, – I mean, you got, you're, you've got you always had those fans all, you know, throughout those years, but are, have, have you noticed a, uh, a trend into to, – are you getting new audience members? Are you getting some younger folks that are discovering you? Yeah, we are, you know, because uh, it, it just comes around. Just like I kind of think about my time frame when I was young and my parents pushing the, the 50 stuff on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, the Beach Boys or whatever. But it was also the Rolling Stones and things like that. And now I understand it. So, like – for instance, my son, who's 19, 
I asked him the other day, I was, we were just talking music and he don't, he, he truly don't even care. He's like, that's dad. But I was like, man, what's your favorite band? You know, who, who's your favorite band? And he said, yeah. and he it almost made me cry, man. He said, queen. Wow. I'm like, oh, boy, how'd you even know that? Well, they know that from video games and yeah. things like that. See? Yeah. So then I asked him, well, who's the most popular artist out there? And I'm trying to explain to him, you know, we're just making that rock and roll talk. What's your ultimate band? If you can put a bunch of guys together or whatever. Sure. sure. And he, everything he mentioned to me were guys I didn't even know. They're just YouTube guys. Yeah. You know, so yeah. we're not even really on the same page, but, uh, yeah, I forgot the question, but yeah. Oh yeah. no, 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 that, no! You, no, you answered it. I mean, because when you're talking about you know a younger generation, what was it I saw not long ago that um, uh, people from like uh, uh, what eighteen to eighteen to thirty four that demo, you know that that'll yeah. that'll rate. Yeah. These people don't even own televisions. They don't. No, you know, my, my son doesn't have one. He, he doesn't watch any TV shows. Everything's on his phone. Oh yeah, phone, laptop, tablet, and it's YouTube to the till the cows come home. You know. Yeah. The, the thing with what the situation we're in is just basically just, like I said, kind of representing a time frame, bringing back those memories. Um, obviously, my crowd's getting a little bit older. Now, there's a younger crowd. Like, for instance, they did that. Uh, you seen that Motley Crue Dirt movie? Yes. Yes, I did. You know, there's a lot of people that and I'm like, dude, I live my life like that every day. Yeah. You know, I didn't snort ants because I was smarter than that. But I mean, I lived, <laughs> we all lived that life. You yes, know what I mean, yes. So, that was like a daily day for me. I mean, yeah, except it wasn't with Ozzy, you know, but um so that kind of stuff brings it around. Yeah. Uh, you see a lot of these kids wearing, like, you remember a couple years ago when ACDC put out that album? Uh, I forgot what it was called. Ice, Black Ice. Yeah, Black Ice. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It was exclusively at Walmart. You know, yes. or, or, or you see these kids wearing Poison shirts, Motley Crue shirts, just like I, just like when I wore Led Zeppelin Deep Purple shirts. Right. So yeah. it, it's kind of coming around that way. Yeah. But uh and then the other thing that's really wild too, you know, I've interviewed a lot of these guys that I looked up to. Damn, dude, they're all in their seventies. Yeah, man, we all ain't none of us getting any younger. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, yeah, but no, there's definitely a, a, a crowd for that. But again, it's not going to be on the radio. Yeah, you know? and that that whole industry for what it is. I mean, you know, we we're not trying to reinvent the wheel over here, but you know, at least if, if we kind of took it back to what it was, you know, and give, give the, yeah. give the audience something that they feel like they, they've got a vested interest in and, you yeah. know, stay out of the stupid playlist and day parting and all that crap and, and give, give them what they want. They want this music. Let's give it to them. Let's, you know, no, no horsing around. Well, I like it back in the day. We, get, we say you, you happen to be a band in Philadelphia. You have a little si single you cut, a little, you know, whatever, a little 45, whatever you want to call it, even a CD. And you go to your local radio station, you play it. You know what I mean? You First of all, you can get it played on some kind of program. And then if, if the response is good, then boom, there you go. That doesn't happen anymore. There's no. So and few in between stations that'll do that, you know? Yeah, because there was that that really interesting, healthy time when a touring act, you know, would 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 pop into would pop into town, pop into Baltimore or Chicago, and they would go and, and visit a station, hop on the air real quick, play the single, and then say, "Hey, we got a show tonight at such and such arena. Come come down right. and come did it." And then you know that 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 single is now selling that show, right? You know, yeah. And, and plus, back in the day, you had the labels which would. Hey, I'll, you know, we're going to put out Aerosmith, but we're going to put this new band on Atlantic or whatever label they were on. And we're yeah. going to push them as well. Those days are over. Man. Oh, yeah. Now yeah. it's just a few five, six booking agents out there that pretty much run game on that, you know. So you find you having to do everything now independently? Everybody does. Yeah. I mean, everything's independently. You know, I look at, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to mention bands, but, you know, the bands that we grew up with, those guys can't get record deals. 
Oh, and absolutely. They, yeah. These are guys that have records of, you know, 20, 30 million albums sold. Yeah. And, and they're putting out their stuff independently. It's all about distribution. I mean, anybody can do distribution now. So that's not even the issue. It's just uh, how are you going to get it to the masses? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all about prom- promotion, sponsorships and things like that. Pre-pandemic. Yeah. Pre-pandemic. How many, how many shows you reckon you were playing a year, you know, at, at your heaviest level, you think? Well, I, we, I was talking about it today. I know in 2017, 2018, we did over 150 shows every year. Yeah. For those two years in a row, I mean, that's half of the year. Yeah, that's a healthy amount of work right there. Yeah, we stayed on the road. I mean, I was gone three or four months at a time. And sometimes it was cheaper just to get a hotel than make it back home. Right, right. You have to take it back off again. But, uh, you know, I, we, we definitely, we're in that 100 range every year, um, except for last year. Which well, is, yeah. And this year's kind of weird like we usually have a little more gigs by now but everybody's still kind of holding back you know we we lost out on all the festivals um most bar dates too i I tell you how we survived and we have for a long time not just this last year but uh, we play a lot of bike events yes so sturges we're we're off at the end of this month we're at panama city beach for their thunder rally uh you know and just daytona i was just bragging about you know bike week the 80th daytona so yeah Yep. Bike, bike events, Harley Davidson dealerships as well. And those, those are just GD Americans. Sure. You know I mean? Sure. So, so right now that's the place to do. I actually was looking around the other day to see what bands are on tour as far as like any kind of arena stuff. And yeah. there's, there's no announcements yet, man. Yeah. Here in Memphis, we have the uh, Memphis and May Beale street music festival, which usually happens that first weekend in May. So it's like, right. a, it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it's, you know, it averages maybe a hundred thousand people a day over, you know, right. you know, each of those three days. And, they, you know, with everything warming back up now, and I mean, in the sense that we're coming out of this pandemic some, you know, that we it was canceled last year. They've already canceled yeah. it this year, and it wasn't because of the pandemic per se. They weren't worried about crowds. What they were worried about was getting acts that could commit because yeah. their whole schedule has been thrown off. Well, that's another thing, too. And then there are there are people that are still uh, timid about getting out. You know, like for me, if I go play a bike event or a Harley Davidson kind of setup. That's kind of a built-in crowd on a certain level. Right. Um, but if you know, I mean, like with a Rocklahoma, which brings I don't know sixty thousand people or yeah. eighty thousand people. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> boy, I hate to roll the dice on that. Yeah, no kidding. You know what I mean? I mean, if you do a if you do a bike event of some kind and it and, and halfway goes sideways, you're you're not out that much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You sell a couple. You just got to sell one extra bike. But uh, yeah, so they they keep pushing it off, and and then we're worrying about this vaccination. Again, you know, every state's different. You know, Florida's pretty wide open. Texas is pretty wide open. But, you know, New York, California is still pretty much shut down. Yeah. You know, so it's hit and miss. I, I, I pay attention to Memphis a little bit. You know, Nashville. Sure. I've been paying attention to what you guys got going on. Great music scene up there, by the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it, it, it's, but it has closed down some venues that will never reopen. Yes. Hit, and there's a lot of people musicians as well uh obviously you know your bar staff and that kind of stuff your production people these guys probably moved on and got other jobs uh, they they had no choice you know what, exactly. what you know what are they going to do and and there was you know like a lot of the old blues guys around here you had 65 75 85 year old cats that what are they going to do go drive a forklift in a warehouse somewhere you know they, they, they were, they were playing all their lives and now and now what are they doing well I, it's like it's like with the aussie thing you know aussie was going to do his last tour last year right and you know, Damn, you know, Ozzy's what's, I don't even know, 72, three, something like that. Yeah. But but another year on that cat, man, you know what I mean? It's like, so I just hope we don't miss those guys. And then the other thing is too, I'm, I'm actually a little bit, just as a musician myself and my band, 
how it's going to come out. Like, are these bands, is everybody going to go on tour at the same time? It, it, you know, it, does that affect the price uh, price range on that, you right. know, uh, as far as demand? And so I'm kind of curious about that, too. Are these bands going to go out and play for less money? Do you, you know what I mean? And especially yeah. with these venues having such a hard time staying open. I'm I'm a little optimistic about it, uh, and not just out of a, a a pure sense of you know, hey, we everybody wants it back. But I think, look, in actuality, everybody wants to get back into a show. They want to go, and I think they'll pay. Uh, you know, they'll they'll be they'll they'll pay a fair amount to go in and go see. So I I think so too. I mean, that's the other side of it. It may go. It may work out for everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's never really going to work out, you know, because we lost a year. Period. But it but it could it could be that way too, and we'll see. I, I haven't. There's not enough enough tours out there right now to even check that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Cause it's, you know, like you said, it's all, it's all up in the air. Uh, so, so during this, during this last year, during this time down, uh, you, I guess this is when you did, you did the rock and recipes for autism book. Is that right? I did. You know, that, that's a labor of love. What happened on that was again, I had this radio show uh, a couple years ago and <clears throat> I was interviewing some rock buddies and, and, I, I try to get to New Orleans about every other year, right? Right. I like going there for like three days, partying and eating the food. Well, I was making a joke, you know, coming back from New Orleans after eating the food there and stuff, you can't really just go to Olive Garden. You know what I mean? You're right. kind of stuck. You got to like, you know, deprogram, right? Sure. So I was talking to this guy. And he's like, oh, man, I'm from New Orleans. My parents are from New Orleans. A hundred years in New Orleans. I got this jambalaya recipe, blah, blah, blah. So he sent it to me. And then it kind of became a random gag. So I started collecting a few recipes. And then um, what happened was I was out doing some shows and I kept meeting these guys called We Rock for Autism. It's a 501C out of South Florida that is music therapy for kids on the spectrum. And I'm all about music programs. Sure. Minus autism or not. I mean, I know how important they are and they've taken them out of schools and this and that. So uh, after I met up with them a few times and, and got their backstory, so now I have a charity. I, you know, I have a couple dozen recipes. I just buckled down, asked the rock and roll community. I didn't call any uh, labels or lawyers or managers or nothing. I just reached out to these guys. And uh, what it is, I actually have a son that has, um, he's on the spectrum. He has, um, Asperger's, which is a form of autism. Right. And, uh, I've had him in autistic classes and things as well. So all I know is my own personal story on it, but I understand how these, uh, a lot of people don't know how to handle these kids. They say one in 54 people in America have some form of autism. And, uh, you know, these are bright kids they're like little mini superheroes, but they all have their own little twerks. You know, when my kid was in school, there were some kids that were nonverbal. And all this, you yeah, know, and some yeah. kids eat the same lunch. Even to this day, my son won't wear socks because it just freaks him out. But um, so anyways, I'm at the charity. I already had a thing. It's never been done before. So I just reached out. And, and what was really wild is a lot of these guys were great cooks, owned restaurants, chefs and things like that. So it was um, it was, uh, I thought, a great thing. Only, only it, I mean, it kept me going. But the only problem is it came out in the middle of the pandemic. Well, well, there's that. I mean, but yeah, there is something, there's something to be said about rock and roll and food. They, yes. they go hand in hand. You don't necessarily think of it off the top of your head, but every once in a while you'll hear of somebody that's, you know, Hey, uh, uh, I've, a name won't even cross my mind right now, but you know, you find out, uh, say Robert Plant's got a, he's got a great chi uh, chili recipe, you know? And yeah, it's like, well. yeah. And it's like, well, I, I, I think Paul Stanley's coming out with a cookbook. Is he, is he really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I beat him to it, by the way. Yeah, well, yes, you did. <laughs> like, it's, like I said, it's never been done before. Rockstar written cookbook. I just called him up, and these guys just sent me recipes. Uh, a lot of them have little personal stories. You know, I always talk about the Roy Sour or Roy from Stone Sour Drummer. You know, when he was a kid, he played on pots and pans, and now when he's off the road, he cooks. You know, that kind of stuff. Sure. So I had a publisher that did all that, made it all you know, Reader's Digesty. You know, and uh, 
and then we just put photo, one of kind photos and just recipes that have been passed on down. Like I said, Joey Allen from Warrant, he, he, you know, he bought some books at uh, Christmas to give out for gifts for his folks because he has a, like some kind of marinara sauce in there that was passed down from Italy, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, Ron, Ron, Ron kills chilies in it. And he's, he's one, he's one fair stuff from that. Wow. And things. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. Well, sure. And anybody who, you know, hell, everybody likes to eat. So, you know, if you're, exactly. if you like, if you like to fool around in the kitchen, you want to see, you know, how somebody, you know, somebody that you admire as a, or a fan of how they would make something, then you've got that story to go with it. And, you know, that's, that was my thing. And, and plus, I think the book's really a three-parter, you know, again, if you want to support autism, a lot of people are affected by it, have yeah. a family member, et cetera. What a great organization. If you just happen to like to eat, like, a, you know, see, think about a cookbook. They don't really expire. You know, I could do a brand new song today. Six months from now, that song is old. They're ready for a new song. Right. But a cookbook, even during the pandemic, you know, my, my fiance is a cook, was raised in a diner in Valdosta, Georgia. But she still pulls out her Martha Stewart book or Paula Dean book. Oh, yeah. well, it's there forever. And if you happen to be a poison fan and you want to know what Ricky Rocket cooks, then you buy the book. And yeah. the book very inexpensive it's 127 pages full glossy it weighs almost two pounds it's, i mean it's a definitely a coffee table book one of a kind and it's priced at 29.99 dude that's you're giving it away i did i did i went too cheap man it should have been a 50 dollars book yeah because it's, it's a bargain at twice the price quite frankly with just you know this the content you can sit and read that and you know hey shit i'm gonna give this a try yeah no and i've had people uh, all around the country sending in you know pictures of recipes and things like that so it's it's pretty awesome and obviously getting it out there about uh autism awareness you yeah. know what i mean yeah april it's, is autism awareness month i, I yep. yep and that's uh and that no, that's always a good thing and it goes to help uh you know help out all those folks that, that are that are in the in the in the whole deal there uh yep. i i noticed i've got a uh i'm looking at a picture of the cover of it it's volume one so that presumably you're gonna have a couple more volumes behind it well, you know, I did that. What happened was I knew early on it was going to be 127 pages. So I thought, well, at that point, because, you know, you don't want the book to be too big, too small, you know. Yeah. So we figured we'd come out to 127 pages. And I assumed at the time that I was going to need a recipe per page. So I thought I was going to need, you know, 125 recipes. Let's say. Right, right. And uh, but the way they end up laying out the book after we started doing it, things kind of changed and it's two pages per artist. So basically you have one page, it's just like, say, the photo, the little bio, yeah. and then the other page will be a recipe. So uh, with that being said, I had a, a solid 30 or 40 recipes that didn't even make this book. Oh, wow. So And then um, since I've done the book, and now I kind of have a better idea of what I'm doing, I've, I've actually collected more recipes. So, But again, this uh, April last year, again, Autism Awareness Month, I didn't have the book. It was not in my hand. Wow. So this is still brand new. I had a couple of cool things happen. Early on in pre-sell mode, I had like Rachel Ray featured it in her magazine and uh, Loudwire did something, you know, Autistic Parenting Magazine featured me in their Father's Day issue, that kind of stuff. So uh, I've, I've had a few little things happen out of it. Well, no, that's awesome, though, because, you know, not only does it go to a great cause, it's it, it touches, I think, right to the heart of what we were speaking of earlier, that, you know, rock and roll and food go go hand in hand, especially, you know, you what you, was it? Was it uh, was it uh, Ricky Rockets? Is it sliders that that, that, that that you have in there? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a, a black bean sliders. It's a vegetarian thing. I actually had those. So we're good. Yeah. And I'm not, really a, I'm not, I'm usually, I'm kind of a meat eating kind of guy. You know I hear you. Mean? Yeah. It's good. I tell you what's really cool. I'm showing you, but like, but I even have this, there's Frankie, the late Frankie Benelli. Oh right? yes. Yeah. There's Frankie. Yeah. Yeah. And he did some uh, pumpkin ravioli. Oh, wow. So, I mean, so you know, see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I see how, I, I see how it's laid out. That, no, that's very attractive. And it's, nah, it's, it's, it's a, it's just a cool read all the way through, not just because of the recipe content, but all the, the stories, uh, the stories that go with it. 
is there is there anybody like now that you've that you've kind of gone through this process and you're 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 thinking of other more that you've collected? Are there any uh, any individuals that you that you haven't had a chance to talk with that you're thinking, man, I'd love to I'd love to see if so and so has a decent recipe for me? Is there like a well, dream get yeah. for you? Well, yeah, no, I mean, you know, of course, if you if you know me, man, I mean, I'm thinking, well, okay, first of all, I had a little bit of a problem with the book as far as finding enough females, female rockers. Right. You can count them on at least one hand, if not two, from that time frame. Yes. Uh, well, I had a little bit of problem with that, but uh, uh, Ann Wilson from Heart would be awesome. Yeah. You know, something like that. I mean, of course, you know, Billy Idol or, you know, Steven Tyler or, you know, I mean, I can go on, right? It don't, don't, you know, the reason I knew about the Paul Stanley books because I did reach out <laughs> on oh, that one. You, know oh, you reached out to Paul. Yeah, I mean, I reached out like, hey, and they're like, no, we're planning on doing our own book. I'm yeah. like, cool. Okay, good. Good luck. <laughs> It'll happen no matter what. The Kiss fans. But I'm just saying, you know. But yeah, it was, you know, so I I really didn't go, like I said, you know, I have my bucket list, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I did, I just went after the people I knew. I didn't think I needed to work that hard on this one. You know what I mean? I didn't need. Now, I will tell you, I, I would love to do one a year. Um, I would love to do even a country one. Just just for the hell of it, just to see if I can sure. pull it off. I don't, I don't live in that world, but I, I'd have Garth Brooks in it. You know what I mean? Sure. So, and I know he cooks, him and his wife, right? So, hell, that may even be easier to do because I don't live in that world. Have, you know? are, are you hip to the uh, uh, Brian Johnson YouTube channel where he's been he's been hanging out with like Dolly Parton? Yeah, I have seen a couple of clips, man. He lives in Florida, by the way. Uh, yes, yeah, and yeah. and it's like the most wholesome thing you could witness. And here's this guy, you know, fronting one of my favorite bands, ACDC, and mine too, mine too, by the way. And you know, he's you know spending like this really weird quality time talking about sequin dresses with Dolly Parton on her bus, and it's like, wow, this is so cool. And they, you know, they act, they, they act like they've known each other for years. Well, they're both huge studs, right? Well, on, yeah. But, you know, that, that's that's but listen i have went after brian johnson i just didn't have that connection i went through a friend through a friend through a friend you know and trying to get to him but uh dude i just want to have a damn drink with that guy one time. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. here's my goal here's my here's my small bucket list i want to have a drink with brian johnson yeah keep that in mind brian johnson yeah i i i, I, I want to get stoned with willie nelson yes you know what i'm saying yes sir. I, it doesn't even matter right yeah. I, I mean I, i've thought about snoop dogg but even snoop dogg scared of willie nelson so i'm like well i might just go with willie nelson <laughs> Well, uh, I used to want to make. I used to want to go to the Playboy Mansion, which I never did, but that's done. So, yeah, well, you know, yeah. But yeah, I have a few little bucket lists for sure. Well, you know, you're living the dream now. If we can get through this pandemic, which I think we will, just given enough time, I think I think you guys are going to be fine. And uh, uh, t- uh, how how do folks get a copy of this book? Where do you go to get you know, it? Real simple. You just go to Rockin without a G R O C K I N Rockin Recipes for Autism dot com. There's uh, flip pages there, four, five, six recipes. It, it tells you about the charity. Uh, the dedication to my son about it and uh, everything you need to know is pretty much right there. Just that easy. It's that simple, man. And you click the order now, twenty nine ninety nine, and I'll send it to you in, you know, the next day. That's great. That, are, are, are you doing signed copies by chance? Yeah. If they want one, just have them tell me, you know, I mean, I'll do a signed copy for sure, but uh, that's something too, that I, I think it'll be a lot of fun for people is to get a book like this and just take it around. Oh God. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. go, go get Brian Forsythe from Kicks to sign it. You know, he's a foodie. You know, go get, uh, you know, uh, Ricky Rocket to sign it. You know, Joey Allen, uh, Doug Aldridge. Yeah, that's cool. That's it makes for a nice, uh, nice little collection of autographs to go, uh, you know, w- with the book. Yeah. Yeah. And they actually put a, there's a blank page at the front of it for that reason as well. Oh, that's 
So that's smart. Yeah. 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 Well, well, Kenny, uh, thank you so much for your time and, uh, and the stories and listen, if there's anything else I can do for you down the way, uh, feel free to reach out uh, to me. And, uh, next time you're in Memphis, uh, come by the studios and, uh, we'll, well that, that's what'll happen. I'll get up to Memphis. And I mean, I, I love Memphis. Always had a good time up there. I got some crazy old school rock and roll stories about Memphis. Oh yes. Woo! Yeah. Woo! We'll Back have to ladies, early nineties playing Memphis. Man, forget about it. Oh God, yeah, I've, oh, I'm familiar with some of them. That, that, that yeah. there's, that's, yeah, there's monuments erected to some of that stuff. That's it. That's yeah, I, I, I've been to Graceland. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I've done sure. that. At all. Yeah. So no, I love, I love me some Memphis, man. So great food, great people. And, uh, I'll definitely hit you up on that. Yeah. And uh, we've got a recording studio too. If you want to pop in and, uh, knock a tune out, it's on me, pal. I was going to say, you don't, don't dare me for a good time. Well, you know, the, the whole point is like we were talking about earlier, you know, the, everybody's all independent and they're trying to, trying to make a way through this, this weird jungle of the internet. And if, uh, yeah. you know, if, like I said, if there's anything that I can do to, to help you out in any of that aspect, just, you know, uh, let me know and, uh, and we'll get together. We'll do, we'll do a thing. Well, Rick, I, I appreciate you, man. And, and thanks for what you do, brother. Yeah. Good luck with the book. And, uh, hopefully next year or toward the end of the year, you guys get back out on the road and slide into town. Yeah. I love me some Memphis. All, you got right. It, brother. All right, Kenny. Thank you so much, pal. Later. We'll see you. Thanks, bro. Hi, this is Reverend Oma from the Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. Now that we're all spending more time at home, let us help you keep things feeling calm and peaceful. We have a huge selection of incense, including sticks, cones, and powders, along with burners to keep your home smelling great and feeling calm. We also offer sage, palo santo, smudges, and room sprays. Add some crystals, singing bowls, or candles, and choose from a variety of mindful living gifts to complete your sacred space. Visit us in downtown Memphis or online at thebroomclosetmemphis.com. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so stay a minimum of six feet away from others and stay home if you can. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. Uh, the, the, the word slow down does not exist in Bobby Rush's vocabulary. No, right? Oh, it's no. amazing. Oh, no way. No way. Slow down is... Well, you're, my name is Rush, man. I slow down. <laughs> uh, I, I bet it's killing you that you're just not being able to do as many shows as you're used to doing. Man, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's been it's, it's rough. Uh, it's been rough, but uh, mainly this, I'm around the house, but I'm learning a lot about myself, a lot about my grandchildren, children that I didn't know about. So my little grand, great-grandson told me the other day, he hadn't saw me around the house as long. He's a granddaddy. Call me granddaddy. Is my, I mean, a great grandchild. He said, when you going home? <laughs> <laughs> when you go, get out of here. <laughs> I, I, I live here, baby. <laughs> so so where, where's home right now, Bobby? Are you in Jackson, Mississippi? For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, pocketcast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. You heard what's coming up next time on the program. How about that conversation with Bobby Rush? You know, I was sitting here <clears throat> looking through archived uh, stuff. I don't want to say, when you hear the word archive, you go, oh, that's really old. It, it, well, it was. It was a, a month or so ago that we had this conversation with, uh, with Bobby. And I had thought that, that, that it had been released. But it wasn't. So you're gonna get it next week. It's it's the great Bobby Rush. Lord have mercy. Is it gonna be a lot of fun? So you're gonna hear that. Uh, we've got a bunch of more, bunch of more stuff, bunch of more stuff. What what, what are you? 
Your English is good, sort of. We're putting together a bunch more things, <laughs> a bunch of more things. We're putting together. We're working. <laughs> we are. We are working on things. That's what we have to do. We have to do that. Uh, you know, things have been pretty busy around uh, the old uh, <clears throat> Radio Memphis studios here of late. As a matter of fact, the uh, Feed the Blues Mid South campaign in full swing. Uh, we've had a uh, we've had a successful uh, run this week. Uh, yeah, that's uh, we're getting. Uh, we're getting some. Uh, we, we've turned we've turned Studio C into a bit of a food bank. <laughs> it's it's kind of kind of how that works. And by the way, this is all happening while we're making a record in there. Uh, we've got a vaccinated band and vaccinated staff that's in there making a record, and that's what we're, that's what we're doing. And uh, we've got. I'll tell you more about it later as as we as we cruise along with all of that. But still, things are happening. Things are things are going well. But back to the food bank. Uh, we've been collecting non-perishable food items from various sources, including your generous donations that have come in to us either by physical donation of uh, actual food stuffs uh, and, and things that are needed by these uh, legacy musicians that are out of work right now. And uh, we've been uh, distributing them on a monthly basis, about once a month. We've been getting some bags out of there. Uh, thanks to the help of the volunteers from the Memphis Blues Society and some other folks that have gotten in on this. And uh, you can still do it. We're going to continue on with this. It looks like possibly for another couple of months. We may go longer. I'm not sure yet. A lot of this hinges on, uh, of course, the vaccine distribution and, of course, jobs uh, coming back up. We've got to get the venues and the bars back open. And, and uh, you know, that, that may happen sooner than later. That would be great. It would be nice to not have to do this. But, you know, we are going to continue to do so. And uh, to get you know some food in the bowls and the plates of uh, on the plates of, of those that need it, and uh, you know it breaks my heart to hear that people are having to figure out if they're going to eat or have their medication or have their lights cut off, and that's not that's not a good that's not a good thing for anybody. And <clears throat> which is why we stepped up with Radio Memphis and the Memphis Blue Society teaming up to put something like this together. It has been a really miraculous thing. Uh, we've heard from some really We've heard some. We've heard some really nice things for, from some of the recipients of these food bags, and how their lives have been turned around by this. And uh, one of the heartbreaking things that uh, we've heard was uh, one of the artists saying that uh, we thought that we had been forgotten. And uh, no, no one, no one is being forgotten by this. These are people who have uh, written and performed some of the greatest music you'll ever hear. And we've been fortunate enough at Radio Memphis to be basically the only place in the world where you could hear it hear that music and we want to keep that going. And so, you know, we felt that, you know, Hey, maybe we should roll up our sleeves and do something. We didn't want it to be huge. We couldn't do it that way, but we could take care of our own, our own little community. And if you can do that, you know, wherever it is that you are, if you can just make one small little, you know, thing of good, you know, some, something positive uh, to the people in your community, it doesn't have to be huge, but just something, even if it's just one person to help, that's uh, that makes the biggest differences in the world. It really is. It's very important. If you'd like to take part in it, you can always uh, deliver some uh, non-perishable food items and other things, you know, paper plates, maybe uh, 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 toilet paper, uh, paper towels, whatever, <clears throat> any of the paper products, maybe uh, 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 maybe some soap. That's that's not a bad idea. Maybe some deodorant. Uh, we've got somebody that donated a bunch of guitar strings. How about that? Uh, that's going out in this uh, this next bunch. Uh, if you want to do that, you can certainly do so by coming to our studios. If you're in the Memphis or Mid-South area and you're going to be around, uh, find us at 4745 Poplar Avenue. That's where we are. 
4745 Poplar Avenue. Pull up to the uh, parking lot area, the front of the back of the building. Go through the go into the lobby. The glass door is there. That'll take you inside. Go downstairs. We're on the lower level. Just go right downstairs, and you'll see our lobby, our, our office lobby, and then you'll see us. You know, usually hanging around there uh, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to a little after two o'clock is a good time for you to make a, make that donation and make that drop off. It's across the street from Superlow, on the other side of the tracks there on Southern. So. You know, you can go do some shopping over there and uh, pick up a few things, a few extra things. It doesn't have to be much. You know, five, ten bucks worth of stuff. Set it aside. Bring it on down to us, and we'll make sure it gets into the uh, into the into the hands of those who really need it. Uh, if you're not in the area and you'd like to take part in it, you can certainly do that by going to MemphisBluesSociety.com. Yeah, MemphisBluesSociety.com. In the upper left-hand corner, you'll see a link that'll take you to the Papa Don McMinn Musicians Fund. When you see that, it's a PayPal link. You know, open that up, throw a couple of bucks in there, and you can earmark it. You can have a note say, "Hey, I just want to buy some food with this, or I want to, uh, I want to buy some socks." You know, that kind of thing. You can do whatever you want, or just the overall operation of this thing. There is zero profit in any of this. In fact, it does it does take, it costs money to make it happen, and we've been able to really get a lot accomplished thanks to a lot of people's help, like Reed's Market, for example, in North Mississippi. They were the ones that were the first to help step up and, and make some make some miracles happen for us, really. And you can find them online at reeds.market. That's the website address, reeds.market. There's digital coupons that you can you can sort of clip, if you will. And next time you go shopping, you can save yourself a ton of money when you do that, when you go to Reeds. Uh, there are there are several locations. You can find those addresses there at reeds.market. Also, our thanks to FedEx. They've been helping us out with the bags, uh, the, the actual physical bags themselves. These are these big tote bags. Uh, that come from the uh, FedEx Community Outreach Program. So we uh, we appreciate their their help in all of this. Also, Superlow has stepped up and has helped us as well, uh, helping provide uh, more materials for us. We we had a run of uh, coffee. Boy, howdy, did we have a we had a serious run of some coffee, and that was great because a lot of these old guys that's what they want. They want a cup of coffee. So we were able to help. That was a big hit. That and some candy bars. <laughs> they, they want a little candy bar. Well, you know, who doesn't? You know, you, everybody deserves maybe have a little snack, a little a little something sweet on the palate. So they've been they've been kind to help us out with that as well. Also, our friend Donna DiBoyata over at Meals on Wheels, uh, she's been great too because on day of delivery she shows up with uh, with a load of vegetables to add to the bags, so it goes out fresh. So we've had tomatoes, we've had uh, we had some onions, peppers, uh, potatoes, that kind of stuff. She's been really good. You can find her on Facebook. Look for Meals uh, 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 Pro- it was Produce on Wheels. That's what it is. Produce on Wheels. Uh, she's got delivery options for you. If you're interested in shopping around for that, uh, Donna's great. She's uh, she's a, a wonderful lady. One of the great volunteers of the Memphis blue society, who is really kind of the muscle behind all of this that make that work. So there you go. That's how you can get involved in the, uh, in the, in the whole, in the whole outreach program that is feed the blues mid South. If you want to learn more about that, you can go to Facebook and search feed the blues mid South. You'll see a whole page devoted to it. Uh, and there's some pictures and stuff of, uh, of of the food bank itself in operation and and some uh, pictures of the fine folks that have helped make this thing uh, a reality. So there you go. That's that's the way that goes. So we'll leave you with that. You've heard what's coming up next time. Bobby Rush, my God, that's going to be a big show, my friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy. That's next time on the program. Until then, thank you so very much for, uh, for being a part of it, whether you've tuned in, whether you've streamed it or downloaded it somewhere uh, along the way. We appreciate you tuning in. Tell, tell your friend about it as well. Because it airs on Wednesday nights at midnight, which would be like Thursday morning, but still, uh, right after the Spud Goodman radio show, it happens right here at Radio Memphis. So until then, please take care of yourselves, take care of one another, and uh, stop shooting each other, all right? I'm Rick Cheddar, and this has been From Radio Land. 
Chatter from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For more, go to radio-memphis.com. 